catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. It's a day to be happy and it's happy happiness day, right? A lot of people do not feel the same way right now uh, across the globe from the cyclone in the southern African region to the war in the northern and eastern African region to the elections in Nigeria and the many happenings all around the world. But the International Day of Happiness today is, you know, a way to recognize the importance of happiness in the lives of people around the world. Happiness is a fundamental human goal. You may not have heard it before, but I'm saying it now so that you can hear it. The United Nations General Assembly recognizes this goal and calls for a more inclusive, you know, equitable and balanced approach to economic growth that promotes happiness and well-being of all people. So it's not just happiness as vibes and crews, but happiness based on economic growth, based on equity, you know, and inclusiveness. United Nations in July 2012 proclaimed 20th of March the International Day of Happiness, recognizing the relevance of happiness and well-being as universal goals and aspirations in the lives of human beings around the world. It also recognized the need for a more inclusive, equitable and balanced approach to economic growth. This resolution was initiated by a country called Bhutan, which recognized the value of national happiness over national income since the early 1970s and famously adopted the goal of gross national happiness over gross national product. Well, that might sound funny to some economists, but come on, it's International Happiness Day, so let's throw some fun around. Nigeria has just concluded her general elections, and I'm asking three Nigerians, Africa's most populous country, if tech has made us feel more connected or if it has made us, you know, fall apart. I have a brand influencer, a model, and a product manager, Eduge Omorige. I have a digital creator, a Twitter influencer, Toyo C. Godwin, and a co-founder of Ingressive for Good, Sean Burrows, this morning. And this is what the discussion is about. Toyo C., what's up? How are you doing today? Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy do you feel today? Oma, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll just say 5. You know, five, a lot of things that, um, have been happening in the past one week. And, you know, I'm just trying to stay happy. But I think since the beginning of this interview, I think my mood has lightened up a bit. So I'd say five, six-ish. Okay, five, six. That's playing it safe, just somewhere in the middle. How about you, Sean? How happy do you feel today, like right now, in the moment? I'm going to give a uh, purposeful and an intentful 10. Anybody who knows me knows that if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm saying any day I wake up is a good day. We've had some tough days, as Toya C has said, but for me, some of these tough times are indicators of change. It can only be dark, but for so long. <laughs> so hopefully these are the signs that things are changing. Uh, and just so you know, that's everyone who's listening. I intentionally selected these persons I'm speaking to today, um, Toya C. Eduye and Sean, because I have had interactions with them personally, and I will talk about that, like when I'm done with them, when you know they leave, and then I have like tell you, you know, why I intentionally selected them. Hi Eduye, what's up? How you doing? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, uh, how are you feeling today? How happy do you feel today? Okay, I would say six, six over ten. 
Yeah. Okay. Why would you say six over ten? Why not ten? Why not two? Well, because of everything that is happening in the country right now, not really happy about it. But yeah. Mm. Okay. So Toyosi and Sean, right? This year has this year, you know, the recent happenings had anything to do with how happy you've been um, recently, Toyosi and then Sean, or has your level of happiness stayed the same? You know, from the beginning of this year till now, Toyosi. I mean, I'll be lying if I said that the recent happenings have not um, affected my emotions, my mood. Of course, they have. I would say that at the beginning of the year, I was a bit excited, you know, eager to crush my goals. I was um, looking forward to what the year had for me, you know. And I believe strongly that this is a phase, you know. I believe that in the next perhaps two, three weeks, I'll be in a better place. But the past one week, you know, has been a bit tough. But yeah, I would say the recent happenings have affected my mood, you know, because I'm a bit invested in what's going on around the country. I'm a bit invested, maybe a little too invested. But yeah, I believe strongly that it's a phase and will pass. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really eager to see what my next, what I'll, I'll be like in the next two weeks. I believe it will be positive and I'll be super excited to um, leave. Okay, leave. Okay, uh, I won't want to dwell on that, but to see you're... Twitter influencer and most of the action that has happened in Nigeria based on the election has happened on Twitter. And I'm, you know, pretty sure that you interacted with most of the happenings on Twitter. Do you think that if we did not have Twitter, maybe in, you know, access to Twitter in Nigeria or even the app Twitter, you may not have been affected or your happiness level, um, how you feel now may not have maybe been affected even with the recent happenings? That's a very... Good question. I think having Twitter is a bittersweet experience, right? On the one hand, you get to see beautiful stories, content that, you know, make you happy. And on the other hand, if something bad is happening somewhere, you're not physically present. You could get to see those things or that thing in real time through Twitter. So to answer your question, I would say, yes, perhaps if Twitter wasn't a thing, you know, I would probably be happier because I can't deny that the things I read on social media affect me. You know, I, I, I would say they affect me, you know. But on the positive side, I would also say it's not been all bitter. You know, it's been sweet. I've, I've, I've read some things that really, really made me happy. I went to bed super excited. I don't know if it's a good thing, you know, but at the end of the day, it's real. Do you understand? So, yes. Mm. Sean, how about you? How invested are you in, you know, the use of uh, social media and new technologies? And how much of an impact does it usually have, you know, on your general you know, well, be like how happy you feel or how sad you feel in a day, in a month, in a week. I think you're bringing up a very, very, very interesting point. So for me, um, social media has little to no impact on how I feel, my level of happiness or any of those things. Because for me, I've decided that happiness is not just a way to feel. It's like a state of being. Right. So that's why I said I'm very deliberate about choosing to be happy and being happy in the fact that every day I wake up is another day to do better, to have other impact and to do greater things. Being happy and, and, and I'm not going to lie, I transitioned from having this guilt to say I'm happy, um, having this guilt to smiling, knowing that certain things are happening in this world. But at the end of the day, again, Happiness is a choice. Happiness is a state of mind. Because if I let everything that was going on in this world affect my happiness, I would never have it. This week, it was the 
you know, it was the governor election. Before that, it was the presidential election. Before that, it was the collapse of SVP. Before that, there was a cyclone. Before that, there was an earthquake in Turkey. Before that, there was Black Lives Matter. Before that, there was uh, NSARS. Like, there are these unending litany of things that will always pull me down, that will always weigh me down, that will always pull down the corners of my mouth if I don't find a way to be happy, to find happiness and to see those greater things and to be optimistic about this world in a way that I would continue to keep trying and to keep pushing. That's why I choose to be happy. And happiness is not the same thing as being satisfied. Happiness is not the same thing as being okay with the way things are. You know what I mean? Happiness is not an ignorance of what's going on. It's just a way to say that I'm still gonna smile. I'm still gonna try to be encouraged and encourage other people around me. Uh, that's an interesting angle to bring to it. Eduge, what's up? Yeah. Did you wake up in 2023 being 6 over 10 happy or a lot more than that or a lot less? And how much does social media, like the things that you get off social media and the things you share on social media, how much does it impact your level of happiness every day, you know, every month or, you know, as things happen? Okay. Well, this year, I would say that I woke up happy, like, let's say, 7 over 10. But then with the whole situation that's been happening, the presidential election, all of that, at first, it really got to me, made me really sad. was quite depressing seeing everything happening. And, you know, I just had to, you know, not base my happiness on that and just not focus on that and just be happy like focus on other things to make me happy and not that so um for social media i try not to make it like i try not to focus too much on it i try to just like use it for the good things and i try to not be too invested in it because if i am too invested in it it has its good sides and its bad sides as well so i try to only use it for productive things and once i'm done with that i go off from time to time and that has really been helpful for me so far so i yeah so yeah that's for me and if we're going to share maybe a story or one or two stories on how social media or the new technologies we had had maybe help us you know connect with people more or a happy story, something that, you know, has you know, kind of like lifted your mood, but it's connected to like social media or tech, you know, what's the really be for you, Eduke? Friends I have right now, really good friends I have right now, are people that I met online from social media, and they've added so much value to my life, like so far. So it's a good thing at the same time. And sometimes it's actually a bad thing because it has his, its side. So you just have to pick the one that, that's good for you. And try not to like focus too much on it because when you focus too much on social media you're too invested in it it could have its bad side on you too as well so you just have to focus on the good part and that's why i try to you know take out time like I, i'm not always on social media i have times i take a break from social media and focus on real life and things that matter so yeah Mm, okay i just heard things that matter like are you are you trying to shade us on social media like things don't matter. i'm just saying that sometimes things on social media are not like what they seem to be and when you're too invested in it your mind starts to adapt that and it's not just real life so you need to like take a break once in a while that's for me and focus on real life and things that matter and people that matter to you too as well so okay let me leave it there no more dragging so if we're if we're going to rate <laughs> if we're going to rate 
social media networking versus physical networking which would you go for and why for me i would choose both i would choose both yeah okay why would you go for both well because you never know where you meet people so same way you meet people outside same way you speak to people online and you communicate with them too as well Okay, okay. Let's uh, move to Toyosi. Toyosi, what's up? Do you think that if we have less of social media apps, platforms where people consistently or constantly are abreast of information, you know, like a lot of information being shared, uh, do you think this would help people meet people more, like socialize more in real life? Or do you think we're doing just fine with, you know, maybe balancing how much we socialize online and how much we socialize physically? Thank you very much. I would say yes, that perhaps if um, the attention, you know, given to social media is reduced a bit, as much as social media has its own benefits and, of course, fosters connection, it cannot really replace real human connections, right? So... I am I'm a, I'm a Twitter influencer. I basically work on all social media platforms, but I'm more into Twitter and Instagram. And I, I've had um, access to thousands, I'd say millions of people have seen my content, engaged with me from different parts of the world. But it's still not like the real people I have around me, the real people that I can have access to, that I can share personal stuff to. You know, I just feel like there's this superficial thing to social media. And at the end of the day, if you there's a, there's a life outside twitter like we always say on twitter there's a life outside twitter so if people realize this i feel like their happiness levels would not would not reduce that much because um a lot of people are getting too invested into things that are not even their problems just because social media puts it in their faces every day you know you're just so invested in someone else's problem someone else's issue so invested that you are ignoring your own problems you're ignoring your own wins, your own, um, you know, you could have a win and then you, you just, it's not just a big deal to you because some because someone else has, you know, something bigger or you're living by someone else's definition of happiness or someone else's definition of wins. So I, I would say that, yes, social media is sort of, um, uh, well, maybe not taking it, maybe reduced, you know, the happiness level will, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something, right? This, this guy, I, I like his book. His name is um, Carl Newport. He's an advocate for taking off social media completely, right? Leaving social media completely. That's that's what he, he believes so much in. If, if you really want to be productive, just try and... If you can't reduce it, just leave social media completely. And if not that I make money off social media, I promise I would leave. Because, you know, social media has a way of affecting your mood. It could, it could, it could dampen your mood. It could increase your happiness. You shouldn't outsource your emotions to something you shouldn't outsource your emotions to something to that extent, you know, something so intangible, something so superficial, you know, something. So, you, I mean, we have so many people of on social media, people who have their own realities and they keep putting out stuff about their own realities and you're, you're judging your own reality based on their own reality, you know. So I, I feel like if everybody has that mentality, you know, of not allowing social media gets to them so much. I feel the happiness level will increase. But then, is that even possible? I think it's not possible because humans are naturally, you know, submitting our emotions to people. We are, we are emotional people, generally. And as much as we continue to have people who can control emotions, people who can use words to influence people, I don't think this thing is going to die anytime soon, to be honest. 
you know so i hope i was able to make sense that's it yeah coming from a twitter influencer you know advising people yeah if you want to be productive it's possible there is a possibility in you know totally going all social media i really did not expect that and i would want to say how much how much has oh man so the whole idea of being you know like you know an influencer is you know like there is a platform um so if you are going to rate um you know your networking um versus your socializing skills online and offline um do you think anyone has taken a hit because of the other one or do you think one has reduced and maybe one has improved you know how would you rate them well, I would say these um, real-life social connections um, reduced a bit at a point, and I had to just call myself to order because there was a time I was so uh, fo- focused on delivering content for brands, you know, pushing out content, creating content, and I, I realized that I would just be stuck indoors for a week. You know, you're not going out. You're just probably going out to the ATM or going to get fuel or something, and you're, you're not making real-life connections. So at that point, every single invitation I get seems like, a, what how do I call it? An escape. Do you understand? And that's not how it should be. It shouldn't be an escape. You should actually connect with people. You should actually um, um, meet people. You know. And I would say that you know it's not like being a social media influencer or you know having your connection solely online has all disadvantages. No, uh, the advantages to me is I've, I've met so many people that have actually translated to uh, real life connections. You know. But I would say that I think there should be a balance. There should be a balance. As much as you want to make money on social media, you want to meet people on social media, you want to connect with people, you know, you want to talk to friends. It's also important not to neglect um, the real life connection because at the end of the day, when something of urgency happens or is needed, the real people around you will be the first point of contact. I'll give you an example. Sometime in 2020, I was about to have my morning devotion with my family and I remember there was this dude that used to come to my DMs to rant. Oh, you see, I need money. I need this. I'm depressed, blah, blah, blah. And I would just try as much as possible to encourage him as much as I can, you know. And and there was a day he actually tried to commit suicide. And um, he, I got a call as early as 6 a.m., you know. And I had to put out a tweet that, look, this dude actually wants to commit suicide this morning. And I couldn't help because I was in Lagos. He was in Abba. The person who helped was someone around him, someone who was living very close to him, you know. So my point basically is the people who are around you will be the first point of contact when you need a pro- when you have a problem. So you don't ignore the people around you. I don't sacrifice the attention you would give the people around you on the altar of social media because at the end of the day, social media is not real. They could ban your accounts. They could take your accounts, you know. People around you will always be there to support. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, so I, I, I beg to differ a bit on social media not being real because, you know, I feel like whatever we've, you know, it, our thoughts that have we've brought into reality is social media about, like, who am I, like, uh, uh, Sean? Uh, Wait, sorry, let me, let me, let me, I think, I think um, I would, I would, I think I just fell into the trap of saying the cliche social media. It's actually real, but it's, um, how do I put it? My point is there should be a balance. Yeah, okay. There should be a balance. As much as social media is real, mm-hmm. your human real life connections are also real do you understand mm. so i mean answers started off social media mm-hmm. yeah so social media is real do you understand but what's more real the people around your social media you i mean the people you are you're seeing the people you're touching no one can deceive you when you're seeing you're seeing things you know but then on social media come on social social media and fabricate stories and and 
you allow it to dictate your emotions you know at the end of the day you have to actually go a step further to verify you don't need to verify the things around you so my point is balance balance is very important balance is very important mm, thank you very much sean what's up so first off would be you know reactions on what tracy and um, eduge have shared second would be you you've been around way long before you know the whole twitter and tiktok you know virality way long <laughs> wow. so Let's um, go. <laughs> so, so is are these things really replacing um, real life social connections? That's one. Are they also killing our socializing skills, like our social, physical, the way we socialize? You know, is it killing those kind of skills? And Toyosi mentioned something around having people around you. How important is it to have a support system? Wow. So that's a lot of a lot of questions into one. So I think Toysi's touched on some very interesting points, right? So um, you want to say, like for me, I I was born in 1982. So I remember that, I remember using pay phones. Uh, and this is from the U.S. side. I'm just American, right? I remember um, you have to remember the phone numbers in, that, of people that you cared about and different things like that. So like friendship was different. Um, it's hard to say that I've met somebody online and I would consider them a friend because to me, the definition of friend is we've had to go through something. My best friends from earlier in life, he's my best friend because we went to a church together that met six days a week and we were the only teenagers and there were like eight people in the whole church. Like we were teaching Sunday school, mowing the grass, playing the drums. We did everything. So like we, we, like we built a bond. Um, I remember uh, another one of my good friends. Um, we were the two people uh, that decided to rise up against the bullies that were trying to bully us and a bunch of other people. And we were getting beat up every day. But we decided, like, me and this guy, we're going to fight. So, like, we built something. And when we built something in that space, when we came across situations where I was wondering what kind of guy this is when things go wrong or when things go right. I kind of knew how he was. I kind of knew how he was going to stand up. If I needed him, I knew if he was going to stand up or fold up or any of those type of things, right? The friendship was built on something and it was tested. And I feel that we keep having these issues or we keep having this distorted reality of what social media is and what social media isn't is because sometimes we forget that it is real, but it's not as real as that human interaction. Again, because you have people who you may have thought was your friend on social media for 10 years, but now you're breaking up over a disagreement over politics or a disagreement over over gender roles and all these little small things where in the, in the, in the past, before we had to go through certain things, before we had to, again, build these online and digital avatars, again, I had to know who you were before you were even going to be my friend. We aligned on certain things and we prioritized certain things to be friends in the first place. So I do think that in many different ways that, again, social media is real, meaning if I make the wrong comment on a social platform, I can get fired, I can get blacklisted, I can get canceled, like all of these things can happen in that space. So it's to a certain degree real as as you want it to be. But for me, if I'm getting blacklisted and canceled for saying the things that I truly believe in, then blacklist and cancel me. Because again, I still feel like it's not as real as we make it to be. Again, five, 10 years from now, I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be a completely different relationship with social media. But as it stands now, I think we're at this really interesting um, gray zone that's really quickly disappearing. Um, how different do you think it's going to be, Sean? I think the youth that are growing up today 
Because keep in mind that the way this social media thing kind of exploded, this is a completely different way of dealing with people, of dealing with ourselves, of how we see ourselves. It's completely different. So we've had to adapt in real time. So let's say the people who are kids now are like, early teens or whatever now this is basically all they've known so they're going to be it's going to be easier for them to look at somebody's uh social profile and say this is the type of person that i want to deal with they're going to be quicker to kind of go and look and see what have they said in the past and different things and be able to kind of connect the dots and see social media in a different way than the way that we see it because i have a different reference point again my reference point and when i'm looking at social media is how life was when we had to talk to people face to face so now they're going to be dealing with it again from a different context. So now I hope it helps them. I know that the human mind now is 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 at war with algorithms and these these social these these instinctual behaviors that we've had since since we were since we were just single celled organisms like all the way back. And now we're we're having to deal with all of these different things. So I hope I hope that we are able to evolve and deal with it. But I think that. As it stands for right now, it's it's going to be difficult. And the last thing I'll say with that is just to kind of highlight the, the one of the major differences is um, dating and reproduction is one of the core functions of being alive, whatever it is that you are. When I grew up back in the day, if I wanted to date a woman, I was only competing with the men that were in my area. I was competing with the men that were in my high school. I was competing with the men that were in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? And today, as it stands now, some, some emirate from Dubai can be talking to the same woman that I'm talking about, some football player from Manchester United, some <laughs> high-level uh, banker, we're talking to the same person. He I, And I'm from Mississippi. I'm from the woods. Um, so somebody can come to the country and take the woman that I grew up with and I've been loving my whole life and there's nothing I can do about it. Things have changed. <laughs> mm. I'll leave it at that. Interesting, interesting take. It's okay. Now, you may want to, like, respond or react to, like, what Tracy and Sean have said. But, you know, in doing that also, there are a lot of young people, Gen Z, those within the Gen Z bracket who, Tracy has mentioned someone who, you know, you know, always talked about being depressed and, not, you know, one time tried to kill themselves. I think there are lots of stories about people being lonely, even with all the interactions they get on social media, from social media, people who feel lonely with even when they have like, you know, 100K, 1 million um, followers and people who just rely on their word. If you're going to speak to these people, like how would you speak to them on like handling relationships, real connections, socializing and maybe just connecting to ensure that they stay sane and they stay happy? Well, I would say that don't attach your happiness to anything. Like, even though you have so much followers on Instagram, why attach your happiness to the numbers that you get or people that respond to your pictures you post? Maybe if you don't have enough comments on your post or anything, why attach your happiness to that? I don't think that would ever be the right thing to do. You know, not attaching your happiness to certain things would help you be better or let me say be more happier so that's what i would say and just focusing on you know people that make you happy surrounding yourself with people it could just be two people it doesn't have to be a lot of people just surround yourself with people that make you feel happy you know make you feel sane and i don't know if that's not even helping then probably see a therapist that could you could talk to and could help you mm, very interesting and 
you personally, right? I would want you to share something that was really good that you learned or you got from just um, interactions on social media or advanced technology, anything. Well, something that makes me happy. Probably I would say seeing people that I probably follow on Instagram who should really share their journey about life, seeing them do well and succeed and getting what they said, they always said they wanted to get and just being really happy for them to be honest mm, okay and just watching people grow like seeing where they came from and seeing how where they are right now just because of their consistency it's inspiring mm, okay beautiful take um to your scene I would want you to speak to the young people out there too how would you want them to approach being happy staying happy despite the many things you know, that are happening to the young people across Nigeria, across Africa, and the many stories, the many tweets, the many things that go viral. How do you want to speak to them, you know, on a day like this? Well, I don't know if I should, because I'm a young person as well. I, Shane said he was born 1982. I, I had to Google the stuff, and I'm like, bro, this is my <laughs> Okay. Uh, that's fire. That's fire. <laughs> you understand? So I don't really know, but I, I would say that. Well, I think it's just common sense to do things in moderation because, you know, like Shin said, the mind is at war with algorithms. I was a victim. I was a victim. You know, before I got to, I'm, I have about you know, over a hundred thousand followers now on, tw- on Twitter, and I work with so many people. Why it is a good thing? The journey to get it to that point was. A whole lot you would have to sacrifice a whole lot because one your attention span will be a mess a mess because you you have you're finding it hard to concentrate to read longer texts because i mean a tweet is just 240 characters except you're subscribed to um the twitter blue or something you know and uh, my advice basically is just do it in moderation take breaks regularly when you can if you feel like you're getting um you know what i did when i i realized that was getting deep deep into it i had to hire um, someone to manage my accounts my personal accounts not a business account my personal accounts because i felt like i needed to distance myself from this thing you know so i would I, sometimes i'd go for like 30 days without accessing it but my, my, my but tweets are still on because i'm not in charge sometimes i would go for like a week because i have a project but tweets are still on do you understand so not everyone can hire a manager but i did that because it was a source of income for me if it is not a source of income for you you don't even need to hire a manager just log out or delete the app or, or stay up that's my advice do it in moder- moderation uh, it really helps because if you're if you can still sit down to read long texts right now i do it out of compulsion now and um, I, I I look forward to it, uh, the days when I will be completely off these things. Do you understand? It's a source of income for me. I create content. I'm not saying I regret it. I I, I enjoy doing what I what I do. But um, there are advantages and disadvantages, and this is one of the disadvantages. So I'll just say, if it's not a source of income for you, if you're not making money, if you're not having, if it's not, if it doesn't have any real impact on your career just do it in moderation don't be so invested into social media that you know affects the, the real life things you know if i if i probably was in another career or if i wasn't in uh, influencing or content creation or marketing i would probably not even be on on twitter do you understand honestly i'll probably I'll, I'll be there for just fun and just leave when i when i can do you understand so my advice um, in summary is just do it in moderation do it in moderation take breaks social media breaks are very essential they were not essential 
before, but now I think they are now essential because there's so much, there's so much out there. Like your timeline is filled with various stuff. Somebody's talking about the elections, another person's talking about football, another person talking about music. You'd be you'd be in a big mess if you're invested in football. You'll be uh, invested in politics and also invested in music because now your your mind is worried. Should you focus on football? Should you focus on such, uh, uh, politics? Should you focus on music? You know. So I think take the breaks. When you take the breaks, your mind gets used to existing independent of the presence of social media, and I think that's a win for for your mind. You know. And uh, um, it's okay. You raise your hand. You want to say something? He said it all. So. I wanted to speak about taking a break and how important it is because also for me, I have a lot of followers too as well. The messages you get a lot, like you get a lot of messages most of the time. It can be so overwhelming. Also seeing people post on social media, everybody has an opinion about something and it can be so overwhelming. So I think I believe that taking a break is so vital and so very, very important and it will really help you, you know, and there's no way it's to consume you if you constantly take like breaks from time to time. Mm, okay. Now, Sean, I, I know that, you know, TSC threw shots at you, but please, you know, you know, let's just, let's just let sleeping dogs lie. You, oh, <laughs> so, so you work with, um, um, founders, um, you're in the, you're in the space. Do we need to do something about how social media platforms are built do we need to rethink um, how these platforms are built and um, what means success for these platforms and for the people on these platforms? And I, I think I should ask um, Teresi and do you get the same thing too. Do we need a different kind of, you know, um, social media platforms? Do we also need different types of apps, um, maybe different kinds of mobile phones? I don't know, devices, anything tech. That would make us connect a lot more, socialize with people, but, you know, much more physical and in real life um, and put less of our hope on, you know, the virtual um, connections. Sean. So you're touching on some very, very interesting things. And this is this is this highlights kind of like my issue sometimes with Gen Z, X, Y, whatever, whatever came after mine. Right. There's this thing of that we live in this capitalistic society and capitalism says that i'm going to sell you the thing that you want to buy it is your decision to decide if you want to buy or if you don't want to buy so in that space no i don't think we need to fix social media you need to fix yourself <laughs> because with if you have a broken self or if you're an empty vessel people can feed you and give you and sell you anything so whether it's social media happiness, money, whatever it is, it doesn't change your responsibility to self. Self-discipline, finding your purpose, deciding and determining who you are, researching what you love, caring about the things that matter to you and letting the rest of it go. You can't care about every single thing. I don't care what happens on Real Housewives of Legos, Atlanta, LA, or whatever the case may be. I, I, there's a certain thing I just don't care about. Yes, it's interesting to watch, but I think while some people are taking breaks away from social media, I'm taking breaks away from living my best life just to check in on y'all to make sure everybody's okay. Because like, there's there's just a different level of balance. So like, I really don't, I really don't like, we're talking about uh, today is the social media platforms. Tomorrow is going to be AI. But at the end of the day, 
you have to build your guardrails. You have to be able to sit there and tell social media who you are and be okay with the consequences, not the other way around. You can only lie and pretend and make up these I'm happy all the time things for so long before the shell cracks and people find out who you are and they judge you accordingly. So in that space, find out what success means to you when you're taking those breaks away from social media. Find out what you want out of life when you're taking those breaks uh, away from social media. And again, without this, this is why you keep finding people talking about imposter syndrome, because your reference point is everybody else. You're not choosing to be happy. Um, and because you're not choosing to be happy and finding out what inside of you, not externally, what inside of you makes you happy. So now you've created something and, you, and, you, and you've displayed something that everybody can take away from you. Um, again, the things that make me happy are not things that somebody on social media can go and talk about and make me mad or upset. It's just if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, live your best life because I'm living mine. So in that case, again, just to, just to round it all up, you can't fix everybody. You, the only thing you can fix is yourself. And if everybody focused on fixing themselves and, and fixing their families, then we would have a better world. We wouldn't have to talk uh, about certain things. We have to worry about certain things. We'd be self-regulating. Uh, self-regulation Toyo C do you feel the same way or should we you know tweak with the techie beat I feel absolutely the same way absolutely I was writing something down before Sean spoke I would say that at the end of the day what really matters is discipline <laughs> what really matters is discipline to be honest because um, we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need another app whatever app you say you need to help yourself it's out there. There are timers. Even iPhones have do not disturb features. There are things you can use to block the apps. You know, at the end of the day, and, and by the way, I'm going to tweet from this interview. I'm going to make a trade off of this. The truth is that at the end of the day, you need to actually understand what you really want. There are so many dangers of putting all your happiness on social media and everything. So if you really, really want to live and enjoy, you have to make a decision. Do you really want to live and exist on social media? And when I say exist, I mean all the entirety of your existence should be on social media. Or do you want to have real connections? If you make up your mind that you want to go for the latter, then you have to tell social media who you really are. And telling part of telling social media could be one, taking breaks. You're telling social media, look, I can exist without you. Two, blocking certain applications. When you want to read, yes, it's time to read. This is me. I want to read now. Put your phone on DND, block your apps. The notifications all of those things are a way of telling the people on social media or telling social media owners that you exist without them because let's be honest these people these people are, are competing for your attention you're the product you know they're competing for your attention so the moment you yield to their to to, to what they want you you're gone you're gone you would you would it would be probably three or four years of your life gone before you realize that, oh, I, I probably, I, and I've had people like that, you know, who can't do anything productive in real life and time has gone, probably, oh yeah, you know, you see people at the beginning of the year, they're so excited. I want to, I want to eat up my goal. I want to do this, do that, I want to do that. And then by December, they're like, okay, what does I really do? Okay. And then they check their stats. You spend 13 hours of every day or you spend 13 hours um, on average every week of 2023 on social media because there, there are reports these things give you reports you know they tell you you spend 14 hours on average out of 24 hours you're spending 14 hours on average on, on social media then what do you want to achieve you know and you know like uh, my boss said um <laughs> it's it's common amongst uh, the 
um, people of my age, you know. So I think it's a thing of you have to be intentional about it. You have to be intentional. You can't do without it. Everywhere you look, there's social media. You can't do without it. So you just have to be <laughs> use this. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you very much, Tuyasi. <laughs> I wouldn't want us to drag this out because I think Sean is trying to drag us out. No, no, sorry, y'all. I keep sending messages in the chat. Yeah. So, so just just for clarification, um, Egbo means you know like an older person. So, for those who are not who do not understand Yoruba, um, Tiosi, could you maybe clarify what Egbo would mean? Yeah, Egbo in 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 its literal term is an older brother, but of course in general terms, somebody who's older than you. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, Eduke, um, do you feel the same way? Is this a chorus? Yes. Um, based on what Tiosi and Sean have shared. Yes, I feel the same way. I totally agree with both of them. Mm. Okay, now to wrap up this conversation, um, there are people who also, aside social media, who work and things like Slack, Gmail, whatever app you're using to monitor, you know, where you work and things like that. You know, these things um, also, people spend a lot of time on these things too. So I want to ask the discussion around creating a balance, you know, with, you know, our physical connections and our virtual connections based on social media. Should these um, this balance be extended to work tools and everything that has to do with, you know, advanced technology for communicating? It's okay. Well, I would say yes, because if there is no limit set to it, you, you would definitely burn out and you don't want to burn out, right? So there should be a limit to how much you use it. Like for me now, for work, I don't reply emails during the weekend because I reply emails throughout the week. So I try to create a balance because if I'm constantly trying to solve a problem, if I'm constantly trying to like work all the time, I would definitely burn out. And I didn't know this before until it actually happened to me. And I started seeing the signs of being burnt out. Like I, I wasn't excited to do the things I would normally want, want to do. I was always tired and I was doing things slowly and I now had to like, I Googled some things and I realized that, oh, I'm burnt out and I had to take like some steps to avoid this. And ever since I started like following the steps to avoid being burnt out, it's it's been amazing for me. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's beautiful. Uh, final one um, for Eduke would be, what makes you happy on a typical day? And share a happy quote with us. And wish everyone a happy, you know, happiness day, international happiness, world happiness. Like, wish everyone a happy day. I don't know. Food makes me happy. <laughs> I love food. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> makes me really, really happy. I would say that you matter simply because you exist. How's that? Mm. Yeah. I'll mm. say that. Yeah. 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 Okay. You matter simply because you exist. So yeah, happy international day of happiness, everybody. Yeah, keep being happy and joyful. <laughs> Beautiful. To your C, should we, for those who work, um, should we stay off? Um, also, extend this to everything that has to do with you know our tech tools for communication or interaction, and then you know share a happy quote with us. Tell us what makes you happy, and then wish any other person, everybody else, you know, like a happy day of happiness. 
Yes, I would say that um, use the platforms for exactly the um, fundamental reasons they exist. You know, you can't catch me on LinkedIn having a chat, random chats that doesn't, you know, <laughs> make sense. Do you understand? But uh, on Twitter, I can do that. And most times, I don't even reply DMs. I've got, I probably have like maybe 40 DMs on reply now because it's just high, 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 high. Nobody really, nobody really wants to say. So, but I check my DMs though. Um, so I would say that um, use the platforms for the fundamental reasons they exist. If you're making money off them, then that should be the reason you're using them. The content you, you put out should be tailored towards uh, getting the results you want. Do you understand? I don't. I don't know if I have a quote to be honest. I would just say, be happy. Be happy. Don't worry. That's just it. Because I mean, things will always. Yes, I would say these two will pass. Do you understand? Whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is you're um, that's, that's getting you worried. If you persist and you just keep pushing, um, it will pass. It has always. It has always happened. It will pass. You know, it might pass to become something you don't like you know but it will always pass then what makes me happy i would say having people around me having people around me i i didn't know that until i moved from my parents house and i started living alone i realized oh i really derived happiness having the people who made me happy around me you know i can stay without eating for hours you know but as long as i have my friends who I can joke around with laugh. I think that's what makes me happy, and that's just it. Mm, okay, okay. And Sean? Yes, yes, yes. So I would say my, I don't want to say pro tip, but I would always say separate your professional communication channels from your personal communication channels. Um, I remember at one time we were handling a lot of conversations with my company on WhatsApp. And you would be shown as online, even though you may be talking to your mom or your uncle or something like that. And now you start to get messages from work because in the, this remote work world that we live in, people have different schedules, right? So I would say um, go out of your way to separate and ensure that your professional and your, and your personal communication channels are different. We use Gchat now. So I think there are just different ways you can do that. Um, as far as giving people a message, um, I'm a preacher's kid, trying not to jump in on this pulpit on y'all today. Um, but I would say that the, actually the thing I, I, I was working out this morning, the thing that I put out there today is that there are no roses without rain, no sunrise without sunset. And what that means to, to a degree is that there are going to be hard times before good times. And after good times, there are going to be hard times. So... <laughs> This is a part of life. This is a cycle. Um, and again, when we talk about happiness, happiness is a perspective. It's a way you see life. Do you see life from a positive way? Are you looking at the good things that happen? Even though there are bad things going on, are you, are you seeing the good things um, that happen? Are you telling yourself good things? Or are you seeing the bad things and telling yourself bad things? And I would say just be a little bit happier, be a little bit kinder to yourself first. Be nicer to yourself first. And I think that you'll see that the world, it is what it is, but it can feel a little bit better as you go through it. Mm. Um, what makes you happy, Sean, before we get uh, uh, here to say her last words? Oh, there's nothing that makes me happy. I select and I choose and I am happy. I am. I'm just happy. I'm happy I woke up this morning. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Eduye, what's up? Thank you. I would also want to add something else. Um, I would say maybe every single morning or something i've tried like i tried to start doing that, that has really helped my mood and elevated my mood is trying to you know 
remind myself of things I'm thankful for and I am grateful for. It just reminds me that always good things are happening around me apart from the bad things I hear. So that really elevates my mood and reminds me that, oh yes, good things are happening. So yeah. Mm. Wonderful thoughts shared by everyone. Attitude of gratitude. Yes, thank you very much, Sean. Thank you. I don't have any other wise words to share or anything else to cheer you up today. Like we, like Sean, Toyosi and Iduke have done a lot. So thank you very much, Iduke, um, Iduke Omoriki. Iduke, I hope I said your name right. I always second guess when I say the name. Yes. Okay. You're correct. Spot on. Thank you. Edigio is a brand influencer model and a product manager. Thank you very much for joining the conversation. And Toyosi Godwin, um, a digital creator and Twitter influencer. Thank you very much, Toyosi. Let's hear your voice again before we say goodbyes. Thank you very much. Thank you for sharing your happiness with us. And Sean, who's always in, in a happy place, always, every time. Sean is a co-founder of Ingressive for Good. Yes, everywhere you see Sean, Sean is smiling, he's laughing, he's, I don't know, he's, it's become infectious. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.